Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we get into our story, here's interesting news for the sports-minded. McGee tossed me that ball of yarn, low and outside, boy. What's this low and outside business? <laughs> I'm getting hip to the baseball jargon that's in Prudential's new book, Baseball for Boys. Oh. You know, after reading Ed Matthews' article on how to bat, I bet even I could knock the cover off that old apple. I can see myself explaining that to the neighbors. <laughs> anyway, imagine what a kick junior ball players will get out of this wonderful Prudential baseball book. Right. Big league stars like Brooklyn's Duke Snyder and the Phillies' Robin Roberts give straight from the dugout tips on playing every position. And how about those pictures, McGee? They're big and clear, and they really demonstrate things. And Prudential's baseball for boys is a natural for Dad, too, to help him keep up with his son's favorite game. Want your free copy real quick? Write a postcard with your name and address and the words Baseball for Boys on it. Send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Or just ask your Prudential agent. picture of a man and his wife having a friendly discussion on the subject of procrastination. Procrastination? What does that mean? It means putting things off, and you've put this off long enough, McGee. Now, you promised nearly two weeks ago. Well, I'll do it. I'll take care of it, Molly. Really, I will. When? Today. Right now. Let me borrow your scissors, and I'll trim it off around the edges so... No, you are not going to cut your own hair. For goodness sakes, why don't you go to the barber shop? Have they raised the price to two dollars or something? No, it isn't that, Molly. It's it's Joe, my barber. I'm afraid to walk into that shop of his. Don't tell him what I'll look like when I come out. Believe me, my lad, anything he does to you will be an improvement at this point. Oh, it's not that bad What's at all. the matter with Joe the barber? He's always giving you a beautiful haircut. You yourself said he's got the steadiest hand in town. Well, he had. Till this wife trouble started. Now he's all upset. Wife trouble? Yeah, they had a big row a couple of weeks ago and she left him. Oh, dear. Went home to her mother and everything was fine, but now she's back again and Joe's as jumpy as a kangaroo on a hot sidewalk. Herb Travis was in there last week and nearly got scalped. Well, Joe isn't the only barber in town. Why don't you... Hold it, kiddo. Come in. Well, hello, Dr. Gamble. How are you, my dear? And good day to you, Frizzle Dome. Hi, Hearst Nurse. Come on in. I'm glad you dropped by, Doctor. We were just talking about McGee getting a haircut. I'm for that. If he was thinner and straighter... He could pose for one of those ads in the women's magazines. Which ads? You know, does your mop look like this after a hard month scrubbing? Uh... <laughs> well, he doesn't seem happy with his regular barber, Doctor. Maybe you could recommend one. Well, I might be able to. Does he prefer the little seat with the horse's head on it or the one with the steering wheel? Very funny, very <laughs> funny, Fatso. Uh, come on, Doctor, I'm serious. I don't know what the heck you're asking him for. With that skin skull he's got, all he has to do is go in twice a year and have the points on his ears filed down. Oh, McGee. Well, I'm not looking for a new barber. I'll go to Joe. But not now. I'm going to wait until things cool down and he gets to be his old self again. What happened to Joe? Seems he's having domestic problems. 
Arguments with his wife. Oh, is she back? Yeah, you know how he gets when she's around. Oh, the poor guy. <laughs> He's usually so happy clipping away and singing some aria from his favorite opera. Yeah, but the way he is now, a couple of courses of Faust and all look like the devil. <laughs> you look like the devil anyhow with your hair growing clear down your back. You'll have to Say, get... Say, I just remembered. Yeah? There's a new barber shop opened a couple of weeks ago in the Ritz Vista Hotel. Pierre's. Supposed to be great. Pierre's. Sounds like a beauty parlor. Or a restaurant. No, he seems to be a very fine barber, really. One of my patients was telling me about him yesterday. Yeah? This fellow's real fussy about his hair, and Pierre did a swell job on him. Good. I saw him right afterwards, and his hair looked great. Cut just right, nice and wavy. Yeah, but I don't like to sleep with curlers, Doc. <laughs> Thanks for a nasty, underhanded try, Fatso, but I'll wait for Joe. Now, McGee, you listen to me. You're going to go down to Pierre's and get a haircut right now. Oh, but Molly, Would Jeep... he be in a big hotel like the Ritz Vista if he wasn't a fine barber? Stop worrying. I know, but Doc... Here's your hat. But, Molly, I'm scared of new barbers. And anyway, Joe is the sensitive type. If he finds out I'm going to someone else, he'll be hurt. Won't he, Doc? You understand, don't you, Doc? Molly, you wouldn't want me to hurt Joe's feelings, would you? Molly! Oh, okay, give me my hat. Gee whiz. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. If you live in America, you can afford to be optimistic. Tremendous population increases in the past decade marked improvements in our living and working standards and many other changes in the American scene have been creating a wide variety of needs. And meeting these needs offers unprecedented opportunities from which all of us can benefit. Throughout America, we need new homes, new highways, new schools, and new hospitals. We need new factories and new equipment to meet this expansion. And we need more farm produce and more and better means of transportation. What does this mean to all of us as Americans? It means more jobs and greater security than ever before. More leisure, better educational opportunities for our children, and heightened cultural and spiritual interests. If you'd like to learn more about the promises that are ahead, write today to Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York City, for the free booklet, The Future of America. The more you know about America, the better the future looks. cut my own hair anytime, in the dark, with a rusty scout axe and go to a new barber. They scared the junior out of me, Wimp. Oh, me too, Mr. McGee. But I hear this Pierre is a very fine barber. Yeah, that's what Doc Gamble said, but... I've spoken to a dozen people who've been going there, all of Joe's old customers. Poor Joe. His business must be shot. Well, I was going to wait for him to get himself straightened out, but, well, I'm afraid to take a chance. Sweetie Face might come home any day now. Who? Sweetie Face, my big old wife. That's who I thought you meant. Out of town, is she? Yes. She went to a class reunion at her old alma mater in Cicero, Illinois. Class reunion, huh? Yes. She's a graduate of old BCI, you know. That's the Bone Crushers Institute. It's non-sectarian. Oh, BCI, huh? Never heard of that one. Oh, very fine school. If you like to crush bones. Mm. Sweetie Face majored in judo there. Got her M.A. degree, in fact. Oh, she's got a degree. Master of Arts? No, it's Sweetie Face's school. M.A. stands for Mayhem Artist. Oh. And believe me, she is. I'm surprised you haven't heard of B.C.I. Their school song is quite well known, really. Yeah, not to me it ain't. 
My goodness, I must know it by heart. It's quite catchy. Let me see. It goes... Uh, never mind, Wally. <clears throat> oh, muscle-bound, oh, muscle-bound. Old grads we are, so muscle-bound. Uh, Wally. But we love you, dear BCI. Uh, and we are here to do or uh, die. Wimp. Uh, I hate to be impolite, but here's the barbershop. Pierre's. Oh, I didn't realize it. Come on, open the door. Let's go. Boy, sure is a fancy-looking place, all right. Certainly is. Smells good, too, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm not interested in the aroma. The kind of haircuts you get, that's what I'm interested in. Me, too. I'm just as nervous about trying a new barber. Hey, we're lucky there's a guy in the chair now. We can watch how Pierre does on him and see if he does it okay. Uh, there you are, sir. Fini. Thanks, Pierre. Looks fine. Happy to do it, sir. Anytime your eyebrows need another trim, Mr. Lewis, it is Pierre's pleasure to do it. No chat. Oh, thank you, Mr. Lewis. Next, please. Oh, he didn't get a haircut, Mr. McGee. No, so we still don't know how good this barber is. No. If Sweetie Face comes home and finds me scalped or wearing a Navajo butch or something, she... I said next, please, gentlemen. Who is next? Next? Well, uh, well you're next, Whip. Uh, him, he's next. Me? Oh, no. Uh, you're next, Mr. McGee. I, uh... Oh, what the heck. Live dangerously, Wallace. I'll be next. That a boy, boy. I'll sit here and watch Pierre, and if he makes any wrong cuts, I'll tell him so. Don't you worry about a thing. How does it look so far, Mr. McGee? Great. Looks swell, Wimp. Pierre, you're doing a fine job. Oh, thank you, monsieur. How is the back? I can't see the back very well. My eyes aren't long enough to see back there. And... Perfect, boy, perfect. This guy's a master barber. Uh, you flatter my 30 years' experience, monsieur. Well, to tell you the truth, we kind of owe you an apology, Pierre. You see, we were both scared of you when we came in, you being a new barber. For us, I mean. Oh, that is understandable. Most people, they are used to their old barber. But once they see Pierre's work... Boy, mm-hmm. you can say that again. How much longer will you be with my friend here? Oh, 15, maybe 20 minutes. That long? If Pierre believes if this thing is worth doing, it is worth doing well. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, I'm kind of in a hurry. I got to get back home soon and show my wife what a good job. Well, my assistant, he will be back from lunch in a few minutes. Oh, no, I'll, I'll wait for you, Pierre. I don't ah, wanna... here he is now. I'm sorry I'm late, boss. Am I, you see, I would... Hey, Mr. McGee. Joe! Hey, such a big surprise. Who told you I work here on a Thursdays because of my business? She's, she's, she's a slow, eh? Well, gee, I... Oh, uh, you uh, two know each other? Know each other? He's my best customer, Pierre. Why do you think he's here? He found my shop closed and he asked everybody in town until he found out to where Joe is. <laughs> such a loyalty. <laughs> you make me cry. Oh, brother. Uh, sit down, Mr. McGee. Here's my chair right here. Yeah, but Joe... Yeah, that's it. Uh, you heard about my wife, Maria. Oh, she's driving me crazy. Uh, look, Joe, I, I, I don't... I tell you, mean... Mr. McGee, that the woman, she's a murder. Nag, 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 yeah, nag. Joe, I... Just to relax. You leave it to me. Here, I put a warm towel on your face. Oh, <laughs> Maria, I say, how can a man work when you nag and nag and nag? Uh, I say. She no. making me lose my customer. Uh. She driving me crazy with all the time she making it.
say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Got time for a ten-second quiz? Monitor is one who keeps order? The ironclad ship used in the Civil War? A large lizard? NBC's newest radio sensation? The answer is they're all correct. And although the dictionary doesn't have the latest definition of monitor, you can listen and find out for yourself when NBC Radio previews this innovation in listening Sunday, June 12th, in an eight-hour-long program. The program itself, when it starts regular broadcast, Saturday, June 18th, will be 40 hours long. A weekend of exciting listening for you. The entire world will be as close as your radio. Where else but on monitor will you hear a worm turn, an oyster laugh, or go for a ride in a jet plane? Be sure you hear the monitor preview Sunday, June 12th. And then every weekend, monitor NBC for radio that defies description, that is different, new, and exciting. One more reason why NBC continues to lead the rest with the best in radio entertainment. Looks simply terrible, McGee. Yeah. What'd he cut it with, a butcher knife, hedge clippers, or a lawnmower? I'd just rather not talk about it, if you don't mind. Well, that's the last time I'll ever send you to Pierre's for a haircut. Next time you need a haircut, you just wait for Joe, you hear? If it takes him a year to get straightened out with his wife, we'll wait for Joe. Molly, could we just skip it? I'd like to forget the whole horrible experience. I don't blame you. It looks like it was cut with a rusty spade. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. The part of Joe is played by Jay Novello and Pierre by Fritz Pell. Well, that finishes the week for us, but come Sunday evening, we'll all be back to help Mr. McGee manufacture some homemade ice cream for the Women's Club Lawn Party. This is John Wald inviting you to meet me at the Mortimer Toopses Sunday night. Good night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.